This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. We've got a big, big shoe. A special phone call. Lots to. Lots to discuss about Babs. Hey, he go. Let's go. Dead and gone. Hope my kids dial that song up and say, My dad was a jackass. But he had this song. You jackass. What's up, everybody? That one wasn't easy to open. How are we doing today? This is the big one. We've been crawling, been kind of walking, sprinting at times, jogging because ah, you can't sprint for too long, and then walking again and maybe a, a faster jog. We finally got here. Episode 87. The granddaddy of them all. The Sidney Crosby episode. My favorite NHL player. A person I have never met, but I know at least 10 people in his orbit. I have been with people who have been texting Sidney Crosby. And I say, hey, he said, Dan says hi. And Sidney will respond back and say, hey, he said, um, I said hi too. So I'm like, okay. And I also have a, a Sidney Crosby kind of, well, it is a Sidney Crosby story because it involves him. And I've told this before. Where Carissa Thompson, talented host at uh, Fox, she does the, the NFL Sunday pre-show with our good friend Peter Schreger. So I come into work one day. Carissa sitting in the makeup chair. And she says to me, Dan, I got a bone to pick with you. You ruined my Saturday night. And I'm like, whoa. Ah, I did not expect my workday to begin like this. I'm going through my head. I'm like, well, I, I didn't even see Carissa. I didn't text her. I didn't call her. Uh, I, I don't know what I could have done. 
So she tells me she was at the Ritz-Carlton. And uh, someone sent a drink over. And uh, she's like, who's this from? I said, oh, that guy over there. And she looks over. And it was Sidney Crosby. He was with a bunch of people. So I don't know if he sent the drink, but the group sent the drink. They knew where she worked, so they, they wanted to strike up a conversation. And then Carissa finally went over and said, hey, Sid. Uh, I don't know if she said that exactly, but she's like, hey, what's going on? And this is where she was mad at me. She goes, so I sit down to chat with Sidney Crosby and his group. And you know what we talked about for the first five minutes? You and Jay. And I was, my, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, wait, Sidney Crosby knows I exist? All she wanted, all he wanted to know was what it was like working with you guys. And I'm like, this, this is the greatest moment of my life. So that is my one almost interaction with Sidney Crosby, aside from someone texting him next to me. He has literally done it all, except be a guest on Boomsies. But that changes today because I've been informed by Zed Money and producer Tim that someone very special left us a voicemail for this episode, episode 87. Hey, Dan O'Toole. It's uh, Sid the Kid here. I just want to congratulate you on 87 episodes. It's a stellar number. Uh, You're a great guy. Great podcast. Keep up the good work, bud. I'm going to (laughs) go... I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that was not Sidney Crosby. And the person who left that voicemail did not even try to make it sound like Sidney Crosby. Unless that that voicemail was sped up. So my bubble has been burst. Anyway, the invites are always out there to Sidney Crosby. So, yeah, this is the big one, number 87, the one in which we dive into the Mike Babcock situation. It's been discussed ad nauseum by all of the uh, the media pundits. First, people were bashing Biz Nasty, who was a friend of this show. Uh, Biz Nasty used to come on the Jay and Dan podcast all the time. Uh, one iconic episode, uh, he was traveling through an airport and then realized while he was on the phone with us that he had left his passport at the uh, the restaurant he was just at. So he proceeds to go back and find his passport in the airport. Um, Biz Nasty has always been great to me. He's been great to, to Jay and I. He's a, a quality individual. Um, say what you will about um, Barstool and that brand, but I think the Spit and Chicklets guys have develop their own pocket kind of away from that. So when Biz dropped the news, I'm like, this this guy did, wouldn't make this stuff up. He has tremendous sources among the players. Players wouldn't be making this up. And then I don't know, for some reason, some people were jumping to the defense of Mike Babcock, a person who... No one has ever said a nice thing about. 
You ask a Detroit Red Wings player about uh, Mike Babcock when he was coached there. Legends of the game. They did not like him. One of them once said, um, a coach isn't there to make friends. He's there to win. So that's all I needed to know. Uh, but still, you don't need to make friends, but you can still be nice. Uh, then the stuff happened in Toronto with Mitch Marner when he called out Marner in front of the entire team, did a progress report, or he, which they thought was just going to Babs, read it in front of the, fire, the entire team. I'm like, this is old school junior hockey coach stuff. And Babs is doing this to professional athletes. It's all about power and intimidation. So when the Babs stuff came out, I'm like, that that 100% happened. And then the more I talk to people around the game, they're like, yeah, this was well known. He, he did this stuff on previous teams. Looking at the photos, it's all about power. And how can I get this player under my control because I've got some dirt on them? I can shame them. So it came out. Uh, I don't know why they hired him. Uh, my one behind-the-scenes story about my ba- Mike Babcock goes back to my previous workplace in which Mike Babcock, I believe Tim, when, this was like early 2000s, he would have been there. So he was working at the, the three-letter network that uh, will not be named as an analyst. And we had a blooper tape and an outtake tape, a literal like VCR beta tape, whatever kind of tape it was, in which on a slow night in the newsroom, we would pop that in and watch all the funny stuff unfold, like uh, pl- uh, reporters out in the field during reports and people going by and honking the horn and the reporters swearing at them. It was Most of it was very innocent stuff. People making flubs on air. Um, And one of them was when Mike Babcock worked at that network. So they were doing a segment. It was pre-taped. The host, I don't want to throw them under the bus. Bust. I don't want to throw them under the bus. The host gives the little setup with a stat and then tease up my Mike Babcock. The host delivers the stat, which, okay, I, some numbers were wrong in it. Mike Babcock starts talking, and then he just stops. Rage settles on his face. And he says, if we're going to do this, are we going to do it right? Something along those lines. Where there, there is silence. At first, the host thinks he's joking and kind of like gives a little chuckle, but then realizes Mike Babcock is fuming over a, a meaningless stat about a game in a regular season game in November. And right there, you could see this guy was was not cut out to deal with other humans. And ever since I watched that tape, and whenever we would show him in a highlight, I would remark, 
on air, I am terrified of that man. I would say that every single time. So, uh, yeah, Babs is done. Officially done in the NHL. There is no coming back. There, there is no chance in hell he ever gets close to an NHL team again, which is good news for the players who now know they have a voice. Previously, players would have been terrified. If this gets leaked, I'm going to get blackballed, never play in the NHL again. I can't say something about the coach. Now they know they've got the power. And the NHLPA has their back. So times have changed and the gatekeepers, the old boys club is on high alert. So a new generation of coaches will finally get their shot. And the NHL will stop recycling coaches. Uh, A friend of this podcast is Jim Montgomery, Monty head coach of the Boston Bruins. If you've uh, seen any of his speeches, if you've seen any of his interactions with players, if you've seen any uh, players comment on his coaching style, they say he is a player's coach. He is there to hear your problems. He is there as a friend and also a leader. So I've been saying this to, to friends and family in the last few days. I said, be a Monty. In life, be a Monty, not a Babs. I want that on a shirt. In life, be a Monty, not a Babs. And I don't know if still people are still offend, defending Mike Babcock, but hey, you can be a hard-nosed coach. Just be nice. You don't have to be a dickhead. That's why I end every one of these podcasts with, Be nice. It doesn't cost you anything. And that's all I have to say about that. Good night, everybody. Uh, Tim, I wanted to get your take. Anything I'm missing from that that blooper reel? By the way, uh, that blooper reel tape, one day we went to watch it, and it was literally gone. So management must have heard about it, and they burned that tape. Never to be seen again. Tim, am I am I um, summing up that Mike Babcock on-air incident that never saw the light of day properly? Yeah, I mean, I think it was just it was just so uncomfortable. Like he could have just said, "Hey, I don't think that number's right." You know, that's all he had As, to say. Yes, that's perfect. And they, he just it was very uncomfortable. Yeah. And Tim, you and I have worked with the biggest names in television on both sides of the border. We have worked with the biggest athletes in the game who became broadcasters. We have worked with the literal biggest broadcasters that have ever appeared on TV in our generation. With working with all those people, there has not been a single incident where we saw anything remotely close to that. Not even a smidge of what Mike Babcock, who was 20 years younger at the time. So still, he wasn't the Mike Babcock that won an Olympic gold and did everything he did after that. To have the gall to do that and the audacity and to think that was the norm 
is still eye-opening. Have you, Tim, in our paths in this broadcast world, did you see anything that compared to that? No, not really. I mean, look, sometimes people are in a bad mood and they might get a little snippy, but that was just, yeah, uncomfortable is the only way to say it. Like he was, it was he just made the whole room just kind of went, yeah, yikes. Only a few times I wanted to do that on our old show. And that's when we did the great Canadian debate show in which uh, we had to sit there in silence. And I really hated that segment, Tim. And I told you every time we were about to tape it, I really despise this segment. It's not good. And yet we still did it. But I didn't freak out, Tim. No, I thought it was funny, though, because especially because you're just incapable of not saying it. That was the funniest thing about that, because you're supposed to just be silent and stare and you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it for like 25 seconds. You had to like make a noise or do something. You, it was pretty fun. Because I couldn't look at Jay in the eyes because he would make me laugh without, he wouldn't even do anything and I'd start laughing. Yeah. That was my was problem. Fun. So I'd have to look, I'd have to look at like his ear, make it look like I was making eye contact. Yeah. That's why we enjoyed doing it so much. <laughs> so you enjoyed my misery. Thank you. Yep. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe. It really helps us out. It really helps us grow our audience. I know we're sponsored by Bet Rivers, an amazing company. And you think, ah, you got millions of dollars pumped into this pot. I'm in a basement. We aren't in the big media engine. So we are a mom and pop thing just trying to survive. So like and subscribe. Tell your friends. Word of mouth is the best way to tell someone about a podcast. So we really appreciate you being here from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, before I get into emails, just wanted to point out that uh, a couple of podcasts in a row, I talked about giving up the game of golf, something I love because I started to suck. And then I, I stepped away from the game for a bit and returned to it. And I fell in love with it again after taking like a month off and it made me realize kind of how I'm living my life. Don't give up on stuff. That's how I started this entire podcast about riding the bike. If you fall off, don't just stay in the ditch. And I almost did that about something I hold dear to my heart, something that brings me joy, the game of golf. And I was just going to say, ah, oh, I'm a little baby. I'm going to quit. But I didn't. And that's my motto in life. It'll get, things will get better. Things do get better. Six months ago, I thought I was in the best headspace of my life. Then, it, then six months after that, I'm like, okay, no, this is the best place I've been. Then six months after that, I'm like, okay, now, now I'm feeling the best. Now, two and a half years in a, sobriety having got spit out by uh, a job that i thought i loved i thought that made me whole as a person which i found out was not the case two and a half years later i can now sit here and say i am the best i've ever been in my life mentally 
Probably not physically. I'm not really working out, but uh, hey, it's summer. I'm outside every second. So life does get better. Just wanted to reiterate that. Uh, here are our emails. Uh, remember, Danitized is back. If you've got a small business, have a friend with a small business, reach out to us. We will display your product here. And then uh, that product then will in turn be sent to the voicemail of the week or the email of the week. Excited to bring that back. Uh, here we go. Hi, Dan. Longtime listener of the show. Haven't missed an episode in a complete. I'm a complete noob on betting, however, and thought. Who better to ask what all the random numbers beside a game means? I love this question. This is not sent to me by someone at Bet Rivers. I, I promise you. Because whenever they do a betting segment on a broadcast, I'm like, you got to dumb it down for people. No one knows what this means. 99% of the people watching don't know what this means. Okay, so let's take the KC Jags Jags game, for example, coming up on Sunday. The Bet Rivers app says minus 3.5 for KC and the Jags uh, total 51.5. What does that mean? Okay, so the Bet Rivers app says KC minus 3.5. Whenever there's a minus next to a team, they're the favorite. So if you put money on, say you put 10 bucks on KC at three and a half, they've got to win by four. They put it at a half point. So, so there's no confusion. If they only win by three points, you don't win your bet. But if they win by four, you win your bet. And if uh, the Jags win a game in which... Casey's the favorite, you win your bet there as well. Now for the total being 51.5, this is where I shine because that means the combined score of the game needs to be over 51.5 points. So if it ends up 13 to 10, so yeah, the 13 to the 10, you've got 23 points. That's nowhere close to 51.5. You lose that bet. But if the game ends... 40 to 26 you got a 40 and a 26 that's 66 points that's more than 51.5 you win your bet so the total the t 51.5 is the combined points of both teams that's why i love an over bet both teams are working for you so if the kc scores a touchdown on the game you're cheering jag score a touchdown you're cheering you're cheering for scoring that's why over bets are the best. You're cheering for fun. You're cheering for excitement. You take the under, you're, che- you're cheering for misery. You're cheering for three and outs. You're, you're, four and outs. Uh, you're cheering for punts. You're cheering for loads and loads of punts. You a big punt guy? Huge. Love me some punts. F off with that stuff. I'm a purist. Give me a 3 nothing game. Screw off. Give me a 60 to 40 game every day of the week. I continue with this email. I always see these or the uh, the money line and come up uh, in hockey and like, uh, yeah, no clue. 
Any help would be great. Okay, so I think we uh, explained there's uh, the, the, I think we explained that there. That's Darren from Airdrie. Thank you for the email. Hopefully we cleared that up. Don't hold people up is the subject heading of this email. Uh, one time I handed the security guy. Okay, so this is in reference to I, I like it to be known. I've never held anyone up in traffic, in a checkout line, in a line to get food at a baseball game, in an airport especially. People taking forever to put their stuff in the overhead. I, I tuck myself in, wait till people go by, then I finish. I'm always, I'm always head on a swivel, not holding anyone up. This plane is not leaving a second late because of me, ever. So this is what this email's in reference to. One time I handed the security guy my hat after the metal detectors without him asking, and he said, I see you, uh, you've done this before. Still one of my proudest moments. Way to go, Sean. Oh, shit balls. Ah. Spill my drink right next to a uh, outlet. I'm sure we're fine. And uh, we got another one here. We got time for it. Hey, Dan, got to say that I uh, love the pod since episode one. The no player named episode. I'd love to share two things with you. Z money and producer Tim. When I was young, my uncle worked for Coca-Cola and dealt with uh, fixing self-serve soda machines. One hot summer day, we showed up with a broken pop fountain. This, day, this bad boy was not broken. We didn't ask any questions. He supplied us with leftover canisters of pop mix all summer long. I'm sure it was expired, but we didn't care. Swamp water all day, every day. Bumsies! Shame on you, McDonald's. This is in reference to last week when we talked about McDonald's. Uh, they're getting rid of their self-serve machines because of uh, probably sanitary issues um, due to theft. So they're slowly going to phase those out. Also, your recent interview with Canadian legend Ryan Dempster has spurred a thought. Chicks dig the long ball, but sacrifice bunts for a win in the ninth, or better yet, extra innings. I can barely contain myself thinking about it. Sacrifice bunts. Love it. Play at the plate. Nothing better. I agree with you, Chris. Keep up the amazing stories, and we'll all keep, we will all keep listening. Thanks, Chris from St. John, New Brunswick beautiful part of the country uh thanks for those emails yeah let's talk at gmail.com yeah that's ya let's talk at gmail.com and you can call us at 289-796-2001 just like Sidney crosby did the real Sidney crosby who left us a voicemail at 289-796-2001 and starting next week the voicemail or email of the week will get a danitized item sent to your doorstep. Uh, let's dive into Boomsies Newsies. All right, let's, uh, let's start with a story that kind of flew under the radar a little bit, which was weirdly uh, in that Carey Price basically said that he's never going to play hockey again. I mean, I think a lot of people kind of suspected that, but you know, he was at an event, some sort of corporate event, and had this to say. For now, I'm just going to continue to try and, uh, you know, try and, you know, rehab my knee to a position where it's, you know, fit for life in general. Are you in peace with the fact that hockey is probably over for you? Well, you know, it most likely, you know, barring a miracle, you know, I'm, I'm still under contract and I still hold on hope to the fact that maybe I could play again. But, 
you know, the, the probabilities are, are falling by the month, you know? Yeah. So he was at a corporate event and essentially announced his retirement. Last time he played was, uh, in the 21, 22 season, um, played five games. He's been dealing with, uh, these injuries for a while. His last full season was in 2019, 2020. Carey Price will go down as one of the greatest goalies of his generation. There was a time in the NHL in which if you could hand select any goalie to win you a game, it would have been Carey Price. And one of the few players to play his entire career with one team. Started with the Habs in 07, 08, and then... 712 games later, we'll finish a Montreal Canadian. He is my favorite goalie to play in the NHL, aside from Patrick Waugh, until they traded Patrick Waugh, and until I met Patrick Waugh, which I should not have done. So Carey Price, uh, hats off to a remarkable career. You always carried yourself with dignity and it didn't matter if you had won an overtime game or made the biggest save of your career or let in the worst goal of your your career. You always look stoic and composed. Ice water in your veins. And I always, when I think of Carey Price, I think of one of our, we've had a few interactions and I've told this story before, but uh, I was at uh, the NHL all-star game in LA. The, the same weekend I met Patrick Waugh, the same week, weekend I met Patrick Waugh and I'm in a, a player's lounge and I was still heavily drinking at the time. So I'm, uh, I'm itching. I'm like, okay, it's party night. We're in LA. This is great. So I'm looking around the room and I, uh, I look back and I'm like, where Where's the booze? And finally, I spot it on this table behind a human that's slowly waving to me. I spot the wine, so I start walking over. And the person standing in front of the booze was Carey Price. And he's like, hey, Dan, I thought you were coming over to say hi to me, but you're just going to get wine. And in that moment, all I could do was laugh. And uh, yeah, that's how, that's how that's how much I needed the booze. Hey, move aside, Carey Price. Daddy needs to drink. Oh man, I'm an idiot. Okay, sorry, Tim. I digress. Uh, next up, uh, the story of a Czechia third tier soccer league. Uh, the team is FK Usti. They signed a 22-year-old who had never played soccer. Uh, Martin Podoski, who is a law student, says his father paid the club around $22,000 to secure his spot on the team and guarantee him at least 10 minutes of first-team soccer this upcoming season. His only soccer experience beforehand came from playing FIFA. Okay, so he has to play 20 minutes? He said 10 minutes. 
Yeah, ten at, minutes. At so least ten minutes. Spread this this is spread over an entire season, or is it ten minutes all at once? It says guarantee him at least ten minutes of first team soccer this season. Okay, so this is a brilliant financial move by this team. People are probably saying, "What are they doing? How could they ever let this happen?" Hey, you're you're in a blowout game or in a blowout loss. Put that kid on forty five seconds. Put that kid on for one minute. Hey, in soccer, you could put on for two minutes and it won't really affect anything in a blowout. And you pocket $20,000. I think this is a fantastic move for a team that is financially strapped. And I think more teams should do it. And soccer is about the only sport you could do it because he's not going to get hurt. Like if you're play, paying 20000 bucks to to get your kid to... To play on who's uh what's a market that would need them on oh on the Arizona Coyotes. If you're playing paying twenty thousand bucks to have your kid play ten minutes in the NHL, your kid's gonna die. Because every player on the ice will say this guy's taking the spot of someone who's worked their ass off their entire life to play in the NHL and I have the chance to hurt this human. And that's what's going to happen when you pay to have your child to play in the NHL. Uh, is there video? I, I hope we're going to have video of this kid playing because it's going to be sensational. Uh, it's, it's going to go viral. And I hope that uh, this team is applauded for their ways in which to raise capital and put, uh, Money in their coffers. Speaking of uh, speaking of money in the coffers, the SAG AFTRA strike uh, is still going. Unbelievably, how long uh, has it been going, Tim? Because I don't know. Um, it's been months. Well, it's because it's it's all mixed in with the writer strike as well, right? So it's I don't know. There's been a strike in Hollywood for months now. So is it getting to the point? Because I've seen these discussions were the big studios, uh, the big networks, ABC, NBC, Fox, and all that, they realized they haven't had to put out a late-night TV talk show and all all of their shows, and they're like, we're making a lot of money, and we've already got all this content. Are a lot of shows not going to return because they've been able to survive without them? I don't know. I mean, they've got contracts with these guys, so... They may have to. You you raise a solid point, Tim. But after that, once the contract's up, I don't know. I mean, there's been talk, a lot of talk over the last couple of years about, you know, late night television and whether it had seen its last great days. But hey, Tim, I also know someone who had a contract with a TV network and then they didn't have a job at that network. I know them quite well. That was me. Yeah. But I think they're probably paying Jimmy Fallon a lot more than they paid you. Just well, saying. Tim, I was let go because of a financial decision. So supposedly I made too much money. That's what I was told. Anyway, I digress. Yes, you uh, do. So what what do we got up for auction? Well, they yeah, a lot of the uh, union members are have come up with a way to support like the union members below them who can't afford to be on strike for this long. Uh, so they've got a memorabilia and events auction. 
Uh, amongst the items up for bid is dinner with David Cross and Bob Odenkirk. Which is I would definitely going- do that. I would pay. Uh, I would pay money. What's the highest bid? Uh, so far, it's ten k. That would be if you've ever seen Mister Show. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, they've obviously gone on to do uh, bigger things. David Cross was uh, a mainstay in Arrested Development. Bob Odenkirk is now a huge star. Um, huge fans of both those guys. $10,000 to sit with those gentlemen over a great meal. Uh, and you get to support striking workers. Brilliant. Uh, there's another one. 20 questions with Sarah Silverman uh, entitled Just Don't Be Weird. That's currently going for nineteen seventy five, as in nineteen hundred and seventy five dollars. Okay. My my personal favorite, Parker Posey's personal collection of dazed and confused memorabilia, currently going for three thousand dollars. I have to look up Parker Posey. Who is is this a? Oh, geez, Dan. Oh, I okay. Parker Posey. I didn't know she was in that movie. (laughs) Fry you bitches. Uh, no. Tim, you know all these quotes. I don't know any quotes from movies except, hey, Dad, you want to have a catch? Um, okay, I, I I wouldn't pay that. For, how much were those items going for? Her collection is going for $3,000. Okay, if you're a huge fan of that movie. I am. Yeah, sure. Uh, the cast of Bob's Burgers will sing a custom song about you. Oh my goodness! Okay, Bob's Burgers. Uh, I, I haven't watched it in I don't know five years, but I was a huge fan of it when it first came out. I think it's uh, brilliant voice work on that show. It's very well written, and to have a custom made song that's priceless. That must be going for like uh, twenty thousand bucks. No, it is currently going for. Let me find it. Tim. Z Money. This is a legit question. Can we put in a bid where they make a song about Boomsies? Can we please do that? Can we... Tim, you're the same on this show as you were at our old show. You always talk about a budget, but we never get a budget and we never buy anything. But you always say, I don't know if there's money in the budget. Can we can we crack open the budget and just spend it all on this? No. Oh god, you and your budgets. And uh we'll wrap it up with my second favorite one is Natasha Leone will help you solve the New York Times Sunday crossword currently going for $6,000. Okay, Natasha Leone, who is that? Oh, it's that girl. She's like got like a really thick accent, or she's got a really really deep voice. Yeah, she's I think she's from Long Island. Aha! Uh-huh. I wouldn't pay for that. I don't do crosswords. Uh, the one I would bid on, or two items: Odin Kirk and Cross dinner. So if we can put in a bid on that, and the Bob's Burger song um, about Boomsies. If we can get both of those, you'll make me very happy, Tim. You've never made me happy in my life, uh, so this is your one shot of redemption. Ah, oh, well, why, why break the streak now? <sighs> Tim. 
Oh, uh, quickly before we go, um, I sent out a um, a Instagram video last week about the Toronto Blue Jays after they blew their uh, four game series against the uh, Texas Rangers. Pretty much said season's over. This team doesn't have grit like the the old teams, and now they're in a wild card spot. I haven't even gone back into the comments because I'm sure people are like, "Oh, you eating your words now?" No, I still stand by it. We should be competing for the AL East, not a wild card spot. I don't want a participation badge. I want to win a pennant. We shouldn't be content with sneaking into a wild card spot. I stand by my comments. I stand by dollar hot dogs being garbage, cold, crap. And I stand by the fact that this team needs grit and stop with the Gatorade showers and just win ball games. In the meantime, have yourself a hell of a week. Give someone a hug. Don't look through their phone unless they invite you to. And be nice. It doesn't cost you anything. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan Tuzi. Fly from Orno in the out of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.